Welcome to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, your guide to good food, good health, and a good life. And now, here's your host, Nutrition Network Advisor and author of the Nourishment Mindset, Dixie Huey. Happy Transformation Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to or back to the Nourishment Mindset. Hope everyone's 2023 is off to an awesome start. I'm going to share with y'all again. Mine is because if you listened to last week, you know that I've been working on my book, The Nourishment Mindset. For those of you viewing on YouTube, you see that I have the author's proof in my hot little hands. Last week, I announced that the book is available on Kindle, and right now, I am in the process of doing my absolute final edits. I love the way this cover came out. Thank you so much, Rachel, with Graphic Lime. She is a rock star. So that's what I'm working on right now is final, final edits. This paperback version will be available on Amazon by or before January 25th. Now, some people have already jumped on the Kindle version, and I am honored to state that I already have a five-star review. Pardon. Thank you, Amy. Amy writes, five stars, digestible advice that Americans need to hear. The Nourishment Mindset delivers a real honest dose of medicine for a sick country. Huey reminds us to nourish ourselves, mind and body, and provides morsels of advice about how to do this. The book makes complicated science easier to understand, favor fat, and brings a sense of humor to the frustrating and often painful subjects of weight gain and body image. This is a must read for anyone trying to prevent or reverse metabolic disease. Thank you again, Amy. I'm glad the book was helpful to you. Please, y'all, share share this news with others. I am on a metabolic mission to help people rediscover or discover their vitality through real, whole, nutrient-dense foods and straight talk and sound healing practices. That is what this podcast and this book are all about. It is not supposed to be difficult, y'all. We have missed the whole point of pleasures of the table. Most books in this genre of self-health and nutrition, wellness, fat loss, it's sort of a, a jail sentence. It's not fun. I wrote this book because I truly believe that we need to enjoy the pleasures of the table. This is something that I learned in my 20-year career in the wine industry when I was fortunate enough to dine all around the world with chefs, winemakers, vineyard managers. These people and most other cultures know how to sit and enjoy the pleasures of the table. So I want to bring that back. Now, regarding that review, Amy's great review, again, thank you. I will be on the last day of each month doing a random drawing for each of the people who submit reviews. They'll go into the the pile, so to speak, and then I will draw a lucky winner who will receive a 30-minute comp consult. This is through me at my Metabolic Health 
coaching, health and fitness coaching practice, which is called Favor Fat. That's why my substack is favorfat.substack.com. We can talk about anything you want, nutrition, fat loss, exercise, mindfulness, sleep, breathing, cold therapy, you name it. I have a pretty big scope within a limited frame. So I will be doing that first on January 31st. So if you have purchased the ebook, the Kindle version rather, and read it, go ahead and give me a review. Notice I didn't stay. It has to be a five-star review. Any of you, I got to earn your five-star review. I'm well aware of that. So you review how you truly feel. So today I thought I would give you a little sneak preview and just start here with the preface. I wrote this book because I want to put an end to the diet book genre. The continual search for just the right diet to cure our fat sick ills is flawed at best and against the laws of nature at worst. There is no magic undiscovered program, pill to pop. This time it's really the right diet to finally get you not fat and not sick. Think about it. The word diet rhymes with riot, which should give you an idea of the violence that dieting can inflict on your body, mind, soul, and not to mention your metabolic functioning. The answer to becoming not fat and not sick lies within our ancestry. It's been with us all along, but has gotten buried by a bunch who want to keep you fat and sick. So you'll keep buying their addictive, ultra-processed, chemical-laden food, their programs, their supplements, their cleanses. All this stuff is BS, y'all. Let's get off the diet hamster wheel and regain our proper pant sizes and, more importantly, our sanity. Our nation's number one problem is our rapidly declining health. We are living in the middle of a diabetes explosion. Despite all of our research and technology, there remains rampant confusion around food, exercise, and wellness. The outcomes are devastating. We have all been told ad nauseum the big fat lie that calorie management, eat less and move more, is the key to losing weight. But no matter what, when, and how we count, we always gain it back. And then some, right y'all? Are we all truly terrible at math or is there something else going on? Logging and stressing over calories, grams, and steps takes the pleasure away from food. And despite what the media, your doctor, your personal trainer, and even that health nut neighbor say, this simply ain't the way to fat loss and elevated health. As a metabolic health coach and fitness professional, I focus on helping clients elevate their metabolic health through real whole foods. And I pride myself on straight talk to cut through the confusion. As someone who has recovered mentally, spiritually, physically from an eating disorder, I wrote the nourishment mindset to give people from all walks of life the mindset and the practices necessary for achieving metabolic health and vitality. In 1992, I was a fat ballerina. Today, I weigh 50 pounds more. After decades of struggle, I finally got healthy because I started ignoring all the mainstream bad advice 
which kept me sick, at times pudgy, and often injured. In last week's podcast, I mentioned two women whose works, beautiful works of art, helped me transform my life. And that's what compelled me to close my culinary marketing agency and study to become a health coach. These women are Nina Teichels, the author of The Big Fat Surprise, and Dr. Kate Shanahan, the author of Deep Nutrition and Fat Burn Fix. These are both best-selling authors and amazing women, y'all. And I am thrilled that they have endorsed the nourishment mindset. You'll see that um, on the Amazon page, as well as on the back cover of the book. So a huge thanks to those ladies. It means more than I can express. So for those of you who are watching, you might be able to see a picture of me here. There's that fat ballerina, right? About 90 pounds, 95 pounds. And then there's me more recently, 50 pounds heavier. So even though I have not struggled with being overweight per se, I have had weight struggles and at times needed to lose weight. And my aim again here is to help people. It is not necessarily easy, but it should be simple. And that's, you know, I'm not reading from the book here, but I, I firmly believe we have made this so much more complicated. And that's why a lot of people just give up. They're just done. What other animal in nature struggles the way that we do with food and taking care of itself? It's really, it, it's sad, y'all, but the great news is this is totally fixable. So I'm going to share just a little bit more. So the book is divided into six parts. Okay, part one, it's all about favor and fat. Okay, and I have a quote for each part. This one is by Marcel Proust. These are quotes that inspired me. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. And I found that fitting for this first part because a lot of what we're doing in the nourishment mindset is frankly unlearning all the things we quote know to be true, which are emphatically false. So the other sections... Part two, state of our fat union. This is how we got this way, why we got this way. Part three, thou shalt nourish thyself. I'm having fun with this, y'all. Hey, it's my book. I can be goofy if I want. This is all about how to do it. Part four, thou shalt savor, move, and rejuve. This is a broader take on wellness activities, such as the pleasures of the table, fitness, all that good stuff, sleep. Part five are tips, tricks, and resources. This is where I have recipes, shopping lists, some other chapters regarding how to nourish your children. Hint, hint, kid food is bullshit. And then finally, part six, my parting thoughts. Um, more on mental health and taking care of yourself through this metabolic healing, healing rather journey. So chapter one. Mealtime Salvation, My American Dream. As a bulimic teenage ballerina, dinner time was my worst nightmare. My mother, wholly dedicated to raising three kids solo and working full time, declared that she couldn't control my breakfast nor my lunch, but she was adamant that I would attend and eat dinner. I was terrified. 
Just thinking about the calories and that evil fattening chicken, rice, and vegetables made me panicky. There was no way to escape. During dinner jail, I was a real asshole full of scorn and sass. If she was going to make me join them, then I was going to make it hell for everyone. This is the part where I apologize to my mom and brothers. I do apologize, y'all. Bitchy teenage chicks. Woo. Things slowly started to change for me at 16 when my mother took our family to Italy. Holy shit, Italian food was and is amazing. I couldn't believe how delicious everything tasted. Italy was where I truly tasted, appreciated, and savored food for the first time. It's my culinary deflowering, y'all. Even now, as an incurable Francophile, when people who've never been to Europe ask for my suggestions... I tell them France is the best. I'm a little biased. But Italy, with its unbelievable deliciousness, wins for the first trip. I'm drooling just thinking about it. In Italy, I was surrounded by joyful people delighting in intoxicating, sensuous smells and truly fresh tastes. Sharing a room with my family meant that I was going to have to go without my bulimia-required laxatives for a couple of weeks. Unburdened by leotards and mirrors, I was forced into a two-week summer break for my eating disorder. I came home to start my junior year with 10 new pounds. I was pushing 115, y'all. What a horror. I had a menstrual period, tatas, and I hated both of these. There were high school rumors that I'd had a boob job. Nope, y'all, I was just eating food sans the digestive aid of laxatives. My body had blossomed, but not with the help of silicone. It was for the first time in a long time receiving nourishment. Tableside therapy, the act of communing over a meal sans distraction, not only healed me, but continues to hold me in the healthy zone today. Side note, I got a taste of that in Italy at 16, but it took me years to really get what I mean. It's more than table-side therapy. It's the pleasures of the table. That is what I find to be missing in our culture and one of the key drivers of why we are so fat and so sick. So that was my side note. I gave up ballet, my hardest life decision up to that point, and joined the cross-country team. I returned home from running practice hungry, and I actually ate with my family. I stopped binging. Turns out you don't feel like hogging out when you're nourished. Hmm. Pro tip. I stopped purging. I started sleeping and laughing, paying attention, and caring. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I do go in to talk about some of the worst aspects of my eating disorder and how I shared this with all the girls in my high school. We should have included the guys too. That was just 30 years ago. Uh, we didn't know better or think about the fact that guys can struggle too. But I do want to say at that time I was, and today I continue to be one of the lucky ones in the regard of being healed from an eating disorder. Not everyone is that fortunate. Disordered eating and eating disorders can really wreck a person's life. Uh, it is a jail. So in addition to finding pleasure at the table, I also have to say I credit my desire not to have an eating disorder and to live a normal life with my salvation. This transformation gave me my life back, or rather a life that I could have never imagined appeared before me. Fast forward again, 
you'll have to get the book if you want to know all of it. I once found myself seated under a lush lunchtime pergola in Bordeaux, France, for Vinexpo, a major global wine industry affair. I had finished eating and looked around. Trim people were speaking at least four different languages at the table. All had a few wine glasses in various stage of fullness or lack thereof. Laughter filled the patio. And despite our having already had two courses over the last hour and a half, in the middle of the work day, Jai Hugic tray filled with all manner of cheeses appeared. What the hell was going on? Was I in an alternative universe where the more and longer you ate, the thinner you became? This was contrary to everything I'd ever been told by my coaches, nutritionists, doctors, and even the FDA. Too bad I wound up that day locked in a windowless loo hollering for help, and I miss most of that delectable cheese course. So point there being, obviously, if you've been to Europe, you know that there's a joy around food. And there's also this supposed French paradox people talk about where despite all the rich food they eat, somehow they remain irritatingly slim and more importantly, with one of the lowest heart disease rates in the world. I talked about this a couple episodes ago, live from Provence when I was there in France. So it's not a paradox. As I said then, I'll say now, paradox is bullshit. It is the way that the French and other Europeans approach nourishing themselves and derive pleasure from the table that drives this. There are many factors. I go into it more in my book. So had I continued to refuse to join life at the table, I would have missed out on all of my fondest memories, which I recount in the book. My life's most profound awakening, the cure that I needed, was the thing that I most feared and resisted, eating real whole foods, including naturally nourishing dietary fats, y'all, with people at the table. Mealtime salvation is what I want for America so that we can savor the nourishment that we can all find a la table. Whether we're hunched over a toilet bowl with self-induced laxative bulimia, I did that, y'all, or staring solo at a screen, mindlessly shoveling in shitty food on a lunch break, we're not living. We're going through the motions in a perpetual pattern with disastrous health effects. I know why I was avoiding food and family. I had a severe eating disorder, mostly due to family trauma and aggravated by ballet as well as a key driver, my parents' divorce. At this time, I was unhinged and ashamed of my literally shitty coping mechanisms. I had so much pain inside of me, the only things I could handle caring about were keeping my weight under 100 pounds and ballet, sadly in that order. I didn't want to die, but I specifically didn't want to live either. Too risky, no guarantee. You could get hurt out there. It's much safer to self-quarantine in the bathroom and count calories for perceived control. Maybe you're listening to this and you're feeling a lot better about the few or many pounds you have to lose. Perhaps, rather, you're fat simply due to some bad habits. I say good for you. Just know that there is someone in your life who is struggling, probably silently with food addiction of some sort. And if you have a big belly hanging over your shorts, there's something going on with you too. 
Are you going through the motions or living fully? Do you savor your nourishment or shovel in what is lying around? Are there by chance painful things that you're pushing down with or by avoiding food? Do you anticipate mealtime with joy and enjoy procuring and preparing food for yourself and others? Do you even like food? Even know what constitutes real whole food versus the ultra-processed garbage surrounding our every waking moment. I urge you to seek a path where you think before you eat, shop for real whole foods that honor your body and life and take the time to cook and prepare a table. Then be sure to sit down and enjoy the bounty with someone fully present, at least one person, and that should be you. So just a teeny bit of chapter two, and then I'm going to leave it to y'all to go and buy the book or get ready for the paperback version that's coming out. Chapter two, our food relationships are whacked. Here in the good old U.S. of fat, sick, A, most of us have downright shameful relationships with food. We load up on sugar for breakfast, let schools feed our kids government-subsidized garbage for lunch, plow through drive through dinners, and habitually hurry through meals as if doing chores. Plus, most of us have no idea how to cook. WTF! Too busy? Lazy? Or are our priorities totally wackadoodle. A big fat causal factor is that we stopped stopping to eat. We do drive-throughs, what I call in my private practice, fridge drive-bys. Y'all moms especially know what I'm talking about. And constant snacks on the go, but enjoy fewer and fewer meals at the table without distraction. We're too busy to prepare and eat actual wholesome meals, yet paradoxically, we're always eating via the 24-hour snack and seek news funnels. Instead of coming together to honor a meal, we're zoned out on screens, shoveling in food, but never really tasting it and certainly not savoring it. We have lost the meaningful mealtime connection that humanizes, satisfies, elates, and nourishes our bodies, minds, and souls. Food should be a source of pleasure. Along with air and water, it's critical for sustaining life. We in America tend to employ a bass-ackwards food mindset that is the exact opposite of what it should be. So in my book, I have a little simple table that says food should be and not. So I'll read you my little list here before I close out. Food should be important, not a chore. Food should be pleasurable, not hurried. Nourishing, not poisonous. Real and fresh, not fake and ultra-processed. Whole, not adulterated. Periodic, certainly not continual. Focused, not distracted. Nourishing, nutrient-rich addition to your health bank account. It should not be addictive and chemical-laden, which is nutrient and health bank account depleting. Just a few years ago, eating was different. Look at an advertisement from the 60s or even the 80s. Everyone appears shockingly slender by today's fat standards. 
The difference is that they were nourished and slim. We are now malnourished and fat. Do you wonder how overweight people are malnourished? Do you assume that they are overly nourished? Nope. That, I'm going to pause and stop the reading right there. In my nutrition program, which is with Dr. Tim Noakes, it's called the Nutrition Network out of South Africa. And the reason I went to South Africa virtually, of course, for my program is that I knew if I signed up for a traditional RD uh, registered dietitian program, I'd just be spending time fighting with the professors because they still teach eat less, move more, eat a variety of things, prioritize grains, yada, yada. So anyway, I digress. I knew that I couldn't do that. So I sought an education that I thought was really more focused on nutrient density and actually evidence-based work about prioritizing foods like steak, butter, eggs that bring you single ingredient foods, highly nutrient dense offerings. But I will say my key takeaway was not that. That's sort of a duh when you think about it. My key takeaway was that the idea that people who are overweight or obese are sick. So instead of the paradigm that is, oh, you've got some weight to lose, you must be lazy or lack self-discipline, what we were taught is that no, the extra weight on the outside is really a symptom of the illness on the inside. And so that was a huge revelation to me, as was the majority of people who have a lot of body fat to lose are malnourished. And there are a variety of reasons for this. I go into this in the book. Again, the key takeaway of the book is how to deal with yourself, how to simplify all of this, how to take care of yourself, focus on real, whole, nutrient-rich foods, let go of all the antiquated advice that clearly doesn't work and honor your time at the table, nourishing yourselves. So I hope that you will consider buying the nourishment mindset. Again, the paperback's going to be out on Amazon buyer before the 25th. If you're a screen reader, you can go ahead and hop on there and get your Kindle version. As I mentioned earlier, I would love, love, love a review and an honest review. And I will do a monthly drawing for a complimentary consult. So if you haven't already, connect with me on Instagram at Nourishment Mindset, on LinkedIn at Dixie Huey. You can check out my website, my Favor Fat coaching practice. That's just simply favorfat.com. And you can share this with others. You can listen on Apple, Spotify. If you haven't yet and you want to sign up to receive my alerts, sometimes I include extra articles, but on Tuesdays, I drop new episodes of the Nourishment Mindset podcast. Simply go to favorfat.substack.com. Thanks so much for listening or viewing on YouTube, y'all. If you have any questions, comments, show topic requests, I am all ears. It's favorfat at gmail.com, or you can ping me on those social sites that I mentioned. I hope you have a nutrient-rich, highly nourishing day, and I'll talk to y'all next Tuesday. Bye.